Welcome to the What's Important Now broadcast. In America today, we are witnessing a cultural shift. This is the show devoted to the battle for the soul of our country. Join our host, Tom Sears, as he explains the issues of our day and join the fight to bring values and morality back. Let's join Tom now as he shares what's important now. They say Jesus isn't the only way. Welcome inside the program today. I'm Tom Sears, and I truly thank you for being here with me. It's an absolute honor. Our mailing address is 8901 Good Hope Pike, Lost Creek, West Virginia, 26385. Our email address is what's important now radio at gmail.com, and you can find us online at what's important now radio.com. And we are on multiple podcast platforms. If the podcast platform exists, it's likely that the What's Important Now radio program is on that platform. We would love for you uh, to subscribe and join us there. Now, we have a lot to cover today and a short time to get it in, so let's get started. We're going to take a look at some new data as it relates to Christians and their beliefs, as well as a little later, we're going to share with you some legal battles that are taking place in our country. Now listen, and I want to say this with all sincerity, you are going to lose your nation unless you stand up now. It is changing at a pace that is much faster than even I have anticipated. The floodgates have been opened. Support this program and other programs like it. It is so crucial. We are truly fighting for the soul of America, and it all starts with our faith in Christ. Without that, well, you see what you get. So consider supporting us today. Let's get started. So there's a new poll out. Uh, that says that 60% of born-again Christians do not believe that Jesus is the only way to God. Now, this obviously causes me to ask a very serious question, and it is, are these people really born again? Now, let's look back at what Jesus said in John chapter 3, because I would argue today that it's impossible impossible to be born again without actually believing that Jesus is the only way. But let's look at scripture. John 3, beginning with verse 1, says, Now there was a prominent religious leader among the Jews named Nicodemus. And I'm reading from the Passion Translation. Uh, It goes on to say, who was part of the sect called the Pharisees. Now one night, he discreetly came to Jesus and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God. For no one performs the miracles, signs that you do, unless God's power is within him. Jesus answered, Nicodemus, listen to this eternal truth. He says, I'm talking about something that's eternal here. This is not something that is just right in front of you. It's earthly. He says, I'm telling you an eternal truth. He goes on, before a person can even perceive God's kingdom, they must first experience a rebirth. Now the King James or New King James says they must first be born again. Nicodemus said, rebirth? How can a gray-headed man be reborn? 
it's impossible for anyone to go back into the womb a second time and be reborn. And Jesus answered, again, he says, I speak an eternal truth. He's trying to make a point. Unless you are born of water and the spirit, you will never enter God's kingdom. For the natural realm only gives birth to things that are natural, but the spiritual realm gives birth to supernatural life. He says, you shouldn't be amazed by my statement. You all must be born from above or born again. For the spirit wind blows as it chooses. You can hear its sound, but you don't know where it came from or where it's going. So it is the same with those who are spirit born. Nicodemus replied, I don't understand. What do you mean? How does this happen? Jesus answered, Nicodemus, aren't you the respected teacher in Israel, and yet you don't understand this revelation? I speak eternal truths. For third time he has said that. He says about things I know and things I've seen and experienced, and you still don't accept what I reveal. If you're unable to believe what I've told you about the natural realm, what will you do when I begin to unveil the heavenly realm? No one has risen into the heavenly realm except the Son of Man, who also exists in heaven. God's love for everyone. And just as Moses in the desert lifted up the brass replica of a venomous snake on a pole for all the people to see and be healed, so the Son of Man is ready to be lifted up, so that those who truly believe in him will not perish but be given eternal life. Verse 16 of chapter 3. It's a verse that we all know very, very well, and we throw it out and we use it, but now hopefully we can understand some context here. It says, the Passion Translation, for here is the way God loved the world. And that's different than what you're probably used to, for God so loved the world, but it says the same thing. He gave his only unique son as a gift. So now everyone who believes in him will never perish, but experience everlasting life. God did not send his son into the world to judge and condemn the world, but to be its savior and to rescue it. He went on to say, and this is important. So now there is no longer any condemnation for those who believe in him. But the, the unbeliever already lives under condemnation because they do not believe in the name of the only Son of God. It's so clear there. Did you notice how the scripture said that the unbeliever already lives under condemnation because they do not believe in the name of the only Son of God? Let me clear this controversy up. Jesus is the only way, and I don't care what they say. Buddha's not going to do it. Muhammad's not going to do it. There is no substitute. Jesus is the only way. Again, I question, are these people really born again? Let's take a look at the data. Uh, and it's from Probe Ministries as a part of the Religious Views and Practices Survey. More than 60% of born-again Christians in America between the ages of 18 and 39 believe that Buddha, Muhammad, and Jesus are all valid paths to salvation. 
And over 30% say they believe either that Jesus sinned just like other people when he lived on earth, or they're not sure. Now, to me, this data indicates that there is a very serious problem, and I like to call it, and it's sad, but I call it Bible illiteracy, meaning they just don't know the Bible. And this is evidence that false, corrupt teaching has entered the church, and people will believe just about anything. Now, there's another possibility here. Because when I when I mention that, that, that seems to indicate that pastors or ministers are teaching false things. And that is definitely going on. But there's also another possibility. There's a possibility that people are attending a church where what is being taught is, in fact, right and true. But they just choose to disregard it because they're influenced by the garbage that is the influence of this world. And this happens because lies are being promoted to our children in education. And, of course, just take a look at the media. Now, this is very interesting to me because just the other day I'm having this conversation with someone. And they say to me they could not believe the decline they have witnessed in our country in the last 10 years alone. Now, I typically look at things sort of on a bigger picture, so I never really kind of brought it down to 10 years, but it was eye-opening to me when they made that statement. And then it was very interesting because after that conversation, I came across this information that I'm sharing with you, and it says that there's a striking decline in evangelical religious beliefs and practices, guess what, over the last 10 years, as the number of self-proclaimed believers to hold these beliefs has increased by nearly 20 So what that's saying is, is that the people that believe, this is people that go to church, that claim to be born again, you know, they're churchgoers, they believe Jesus is not the only way. That number has increased by 25% in the last 10 years. The study, which, by the way, interviewed 3,100 Americans ages 18 to 55 in 2020. So this is fresh data. It's new. It's not old. Imagine what it's going to look like in 10 more years. But they um, it looked at previous studies. So it took a look at previous data and then did a comparison. And what they found was there is a drop in basic biblical worldview, things like God's attributes, the accuracy of the Bible, salvation, and the fact that Jesus was sinless. That dropped. The people that believed those things, that who God is, the Bible is accurate, and that Jesus was sinless, and the message of salvation, it dropped from 47% in 2010 to 25% in 2020 among born-again Christians. So again, the survey is asking, are you born again? Yes. Do you believe that Jesus is the only way to heaven? No. Okay, I, I think maybe you're seeing it. There's also a drop in what's known as the expanded biblical worldview. So the basic deals with salvation, who God is, things like that. But the expanded worldview is the beliefs about the devil, you know, Satan, and then morals, ideas about morals, how important they are. 
there was a drop. It went from 32% in 2010 down to 16% in 2020, meaning there are less people today who claim to be born-again Christians who actually believe that the devil is real, and there are less people today who claim to be born-again Christians who do not believe that morals are important. So what we have is the percentage of born-again Christians with a biblical worldview, either type, whether basic or expanded, it's been cut in half over the last decade. And that's compared you know, to the 18 to 29 age group from 2010 to the same group 10 years later who are now 30 to 39. So the... The result is actually startling. It's a huge decline in worldview beliefs of so-called born-again Christians over, the t- over just 10-year period. So what this means is, is that even born-again Christians, according to Kirby Anderson, who's the president of Probe Ministries, he says they can have a false view of Christ and embrace this pluralistic worldview. He went on to say that pastors and churches, they can't assume any longer that the members of their church or Christian organization have a biblical world view. So I want you to think about that for a second. Now, I disagree with Kirby Anderson, again, the president of Probe Ministries, because I do not believe you can hold these views and actually claim to be born again. Um, although, there, you know, as I say that, I kind of check myself. There is that growing, you know, that where, you know, a new convert is growing and maybe there's things they don't understand and they kind of tie up those loose ends, you know, as they grow. But that's not really what this study indicates. This study indicates that the same group of people that 10 years ago believed those things were important no longer believe those things are important today. So it's actually totally, totally different. Now, there's even a greater drop off among the general population as the study indicated. When you think about basic biblical worldviews, there's a drop from 13% to 6%. These are people that do not claim to be Christians, uh, but they are relying less and less on the Bible's version of the way life should be. And as it pertains to things like the devil and morals, people don't believe it anymore. It's down from 9% to 3%. Now, as I said at the beginning of the program, We are going to lose this country if we do not stand up now. It is that simple, ladies and gentlemen. I want to take this message. I want to battle for the soul of this country on as many radio stations and on as many platforms as possible. And I'm asking you, will you help make that happen? If you would like to make a tax-deductible gift for this program and help us get this message in more ears and hopefully convince more good people like you to stand up, then consider us. Consider us and consider supporting us today. And you can write us by mail. What's important now, radio program, 8901 Good Hope Pike, Lost Creek, West Virginia, 26385. And if you are writing a check, please make that out to Action Ministries. Okay. Now, there's this organization that I have followed for years. And I told you at the beginning of the program, we're going to take a look at some legal battles in our country. 
But this organization that I have followed is called Alliance Defending Freedom, or in short, and I will reference them this way, ADF. Now, they are a group of Christian attorneys that fight for the legal rights of Christians. Their job, well, it's growing ever more challenging today. It's growing ever more challenging with every passing year. Let's take a look at some of the cases that are making headlines in our nation today. Now, for me, many of these are head scratchers. I don't understand the logic behind them. I don't get it. I don't know where you will be on this, uh, but I will share them nonetheless. And they are likely going to be cases that you probably do not hear about anywhere else. Now, Alliance Defending Freedom Attorneys, representing the American College of Pediatricians, the Catholic Medical Association, and an OBGYN doctor who specializes in caring for adolescents. They are challenging a Biden administration mandate requiring dark doctors to perform gender transition procedures on any patient. That includes a child. If the procedure violates a doctor's medical judgment or religious beliefs, doesn't matter that much. ADF attorneys filed suit in federal court on Thursday, August 26th against the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services for its reinterpretation of the Affordable Care Act, which prohibits sex discrimination. They want it to include gender identity and thus require gender transition interventions, services, surgeries, and drugs on demand, even for children. No matter what the doctor's medical judgment is, no matter what the doctor's religious beliefs are, and no matter if they are a conscientious objector. Now, Senior Counsel Ryan Bangert said this, quote, The law and the medical profession have long recognized and respected the biological differences between boys and girls and the unique needs they each present in healthcare, forcing doctors to prescribe transition hormones for 13-year-olds or perform life-altering surgeries on adolescents is unlawful, unethical, and dangerous. He went on to say that President Biden's Health and Human Services Department is grossly overreaching its authority and in so doing puts children's psychological and physical health in danger. Now, he said that his clients are rightfully objecting on medical, ethical, religious, and conscientious grounds to this unlawful government mandate to provide gender transition procedures. End of quote. Uh, another senior council member, Julie Marie Blake, said, quote, Doctors should never be forced to perform a controversial an often medically dangerous procedure that goes against their best judgment, their conscience, or their religion, especially when it involves vulnerable children experiencing medical and emotional confusion. To force doctors to engage in experimental medicine that poses a risk to patients or faces huge financial penalties, withdrawal of federal funding, or removal of their ability to practice medicine is an extreme violation of doctors' constitutional rights and certainly not in the best interest of the patients they serve. End of quote. Now, the two medical associations filing suit in American Colleges of 
pediatricians versus Becerra together represent 3,000 physicians and health professionals, including in Tennessee. The case is filed with U.S. District Court for the Eastern District of Tennessee at Chattanooga. Now, I'm going to leave all the details to the smart people, but I will say this, or should I say ask this, who in their right mind thinks this is a good idea? To start treating children for gender transition when all other medical and psychological data indicates that their brains haven't even fully developed yet. They don't know what they want, but the people who are supposed to be in their right mind aren't. And the adults are like children themselves, and everyone is afraid to offend someone. So let me say this. This is wrong. God help us. The same God who in the beginning created male and female. Things were so much more simple then. Wow. But staying on the same topic, Alliance Defending Freedom Attorneys representing three teachers filed papers on Monday to amend their lawsuit against the Loudoun County School Board to challenge a new policy the board passed last week forcing faculty and students to speak a message contrary to their beliefs. The policy requires all faculty and students, regardless of their beliefs about biological sex and gender, to use the pronouns that students demand regardless of their biological sex. ADF attorneys intend to ask the court to halt enforcement of that portion of the policy while the case moves forward. Now, I'm not going to get into the details of all that case, but I will ask you, can you see it? Can you see how government control of anything is a bad idea? I mean, this is a public government-controlled education system, and now Christian teachers and students who oppose this nonsense are being forced to violate their own beliefs. Wake up, people. It has no end. Your thoughts, your beliefs, your way of life is under attack, and we better stand against this stuff, or it will, in fact, be too late. The next one is from the same county that the previous case is taking place, Loudoun County, Virginia. And by the way, it sounds like a wonderful place to live. Uh, I hope you're picking up on my sarcasm. Now, before I share the details of this case, I need you to know something. It's getting closer, folks. If your community is not experiencing this government intrusion, it will very, very soon. But ADF attorneys representing two churches, three schools, and a pregnancy center network filed a motion with the Loudoun County Circuit Court that asked it to reconsider its previous ruling in the Calvary Road Baptist Church versus Herring in light of new information. The lawsuit challenges a Virginia law that forces nonprofit ministries to abandon their core convictions in hiring and other policies or face fines up to $1,000 for each violation. Now, the court had ruled that the nonprofits couldn't challenge the law until they were threatened with prosecution, but three new federal appellate decisions have recognized the ability to file similar challenges. In addition, the motion for reconsideration provides legal precedent for 
that supports the court's jurisdiction over previously dismissed Commonwealth Commission named as a defendant in the suit. Now, the Virginia Values Act, enacted in July 2020, compels churches, religious schools, and Christian ministries to hire employees who do not share their beliefs on marriage, sexuality, and gender identity. And it even bans them from publishing their biblical beliefs on these topics. Now, a companion law requires the ministries and others like them to include in employee health care plans coverage for sex reassignment and gender-affirming surgeries that run contrary to their beliefs. It also prohibits the ministries from offering sex-specific Bible studies and youth activities. Now, more than 70 Virginia faith leaders signed on to an open letter to Governor Ralph Ralph Northam and the Virginia General Assembly citing serious concerns about the Virginia Values Act. Simply said, when leaders are godly, we don't have this mess. The problem is, is that godliness in leaders is getting far and few between. Nothing about this Virginia Values Act aligns with the Bible, and ultimately, that is the problem. Now, there is a case that is currently before the U.S. Supreme Court uh, titled Seattle's Union Mission Church versus Woods that challenges the Washington State Supreme Court's decision, and it forces the church to hire those that don't hold their beliefs. Now, this case could set the precedent. We should pray for God's intervention. I mean, think about this. Churches and ministries being forced to hire those that don't agree with them on biblical issues. They don't live lives that line up to biblical values. In fact, they're contrary to what they believe and teach. It's insane. And if you don't know it, there is a movement to eradicate the biblical church and to create one in this country that is controlled by what the government mandates. So in essence, we are becoming a nation that is exactly like what our founders fled. Lastly, and we're going to finish on a good note. The following quote is attributed to ADF's legal counsel, Alyssa Graves, regarding a recent decision by the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit in Whole Woman's Health versus Paxton, and it reversed a lower court's decision against Texas limits Texas's limits on dismemberment abortions. Quote, Texas has the right to respect the life of unborn children, and it did so when it chose to strictly limit the gruesome procedure of dismemberment abortions. The Fifth Circuit Court was on solid ground to reverse the lower court's decision striking down the law, finding that the district court committed numerous reversible legal and factual errors. What the Texas law, SB 8, forbids is causing an unborn child's death by corporal dismemberment in which the child dies by bleeding to death as his or her body is torn apart. SB 8 prohibits the use of this grisly and unnecessary method before the death of the unborn child. The law is both humane and constitutional. As the Fifth Circuit rightly found, the abortionists 
who filed the lawsuit have utterly failed to carry their heavy burden of showing that SB 8 imposes an undue burden on a large fraction of women in the relevant circumstances. End of quote. Ladies and gentlemen, that is a victory. And it's important to take a look at those victories. I want you to be aware of the negative aspects of what's happening in our society because it is my hope that it will encourage you to stand up like you've never stood before. And obviously, the best way to stand is on your knees through prayer. Support organizations like ADF that are fighting for our our legal rights as Christians, and also support radio programs and other outreaches just like this to help get the word out to others. And again, my goal is to get this program in as many ears as absolutely possible. If you'd like to join that cause and help us to help what's important now do that, I encourage you to write us at 8901 Good Hope Pike, Lost Creek, West Virginia, 26385. And if you make out a check, please make it payable to Action Ministries. And again, it is tax deductible. Ladies and gentlemen, I am out of time. Find us online at whatsimportantnowradio.com or on all the major podcast platforms as well. Fight the good fight of faith. Contend for the faith. There is a cause. It does matter. And it is important. Now, it's been my honor to spend this time with you. Stand up and fight. We are battling for the soul of America. I'm Tom Sears. Have a wonderful day, and may God bless you. Take care.